This podcast is brought to you by FanshareSports.com, a website that compiles and curates the weekly recommendations of daily fantasy industry experts for you to gauge which players will be the most popular and which players are going overlooked. Head on over to FanshareSports.com and check it out. Welcome, everybody, to the Week 8 Ride-In DFS Podcast. Sorry we're late this week. It's actually the Ride Out Podcast on Friday. Uh, Couldn't really get everything situated to get it together uh, yesterday or this morning, so we are on the ride home from work instead of being fresh off six, seven, eight hours of sleep. I am fresh off six, seven hours of sleep. Middle school children, a little fried at the moment, but we're going to get through it. Uh, quick note about last week, complete debacle. Jermaine Curse, like 60% owned in cash, doesn't catch a ball. Uh, and then my big, my big mistake was going Zeke over Adam Thielen. That 1v1 was basically determined if you won the week or not. Um, this week, I don't think it's going to be the case where a 1v1 or a 2v2 decides the entire slate because there is a ton of decent plays, um, not as much screaming value, evident value that um, we're going to have a ton of guys that are owned at a 50, 60, 70% clip. So I think that's good. Uh, so you can basically take your stands and know that one player is not going to decide everything. So, let's get to the Week 8 slate. Uh, at quarterback, I think we are going to stay above 6K no matter what. Baker Mayfield is 5.7K, but I think Pittsburgh defense is kind of coming on strong. Away game at Heinz Field. Not a huge fan of Baker Mayfield. That is why I'm looking to pay either mid-price or all the way up to Pat Mahomes. Obviously, Pat Mahomes, if you can jam him into your lineup, if you can feel comfortable with a lineup around him, he has the highest floor. He is just crushing it. Um, has already played Denver this year and did pretty well. We we know what his floor is. So I think if you can spend up for Pat Mahomes, go for it. Um, but then there's a few quarterbacks in that 6K range that I think are really good plays. Obviously, Andrew Luck. The Colts continue to pass at an incredible rate. Uh, especially in the red zone. Last week he only had 150 yards, but he still threw four touchdowns because they just call pass plays in the red zone, and that's all there is to it. Um, Obviously Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston face each other in a matchup that has two struggling pass defenses. Kind of worried about Jameis going north uh, in an away game. They almost ran 100 plays last week, the Bucs did, and he still only hit 20 fantasy points. So I'm not sure if he is the correct play this week, um, though I think he might be one of the chalkier quarterbacks. Quarterback always a flat uh, ownership just because of how how many there usually are and the fact that you only have to play one. Um, Trubisky has been killing it the last few weeks. The thing is I want to try to poke a hole in all these guys and see which player has... Um, the least amount of negatives for Trubisky. I could just see the Bears defense scoring a touchdown. Howard or, or Tariq Cohen 
um, having a fast start. And then all of a sudden the Bears are up 21 on the hapless Jets, and he doesn't need to throw the ball. These last few games that he's been a monster in, the Bears have pretty much needed to score a bunch. Um, Luck, I think the only thing that is a negative for him is the fact that they're on the road. Um, and you know you always you always like home quarterbacks, uh, but I think if that's the only hole we can poke in luck, then he's fine. Dalton, we haven't seen it from him in the last few weeks. He's looked pretty bad after a pretty hot start. Uh, but I think he has the only basically recency bias and the fact that he isn't killing it like he did in the first couple games is his only hole. But then I think Jared Goff is definitely interesting as well. He is um, the top guy in a lot of models that I've looked at. And it makes sense. They're going to have to throw a lot. It's not going to be a game where uh, Malcolm Brown is going to be running out the fourth quarter. It's not going to be a blowout. They're going to need Goff to uh, move the ball up and down the field, most likely for all four quarters. They have nearly a five-touchdown implied total. So I think the fact that Goff is going to uh, need to throw high total, they're at home, bodes well for him as well. So honestly, there's a ton of guys that we can choose from at quarterback this week. I would probably rank them, depending on how you can, point per dollar, I would probably rank them Luck, Goff, Mahomes. Um, I I guess I want to get my exposure to that Cincinnati-Tampa game. Uh, at other positions. The thing is, if you go Goff and Gurley, you can kind of scoop up all five of those implied touchdowns that they're going to score, potentially even more. So I like that as a strategy as well. I haven't decided. This is like the first week in a long time where I haven't decided by Friday who my cash game quarterback is going to be, um, which kind of makes it tough for me to say or to take a stand right here on the podcast um, because I really haven't made a final build yet. Um, At running back, I am going to take a stand and say I like Gurley better than Barkley, and I don't think you can play both. So um, Washington's defense has looked really good the last two weeks. Shut out McCaffrey, shut out Zeke Elliott. Um, So if I had to choose, I'm going to go with Gurley, and Gurley's just such a slam dunk at this point. Uh, I don't even see why we are deciding between the two. That said, I think Barkley makes a great play in tournaments. And just a quick aside, last week, Kerryon Johnson, Adam Thielen barely missed making my cash lineup. And one of the things I like to do is those guys that just made the cut that didn't get into my cash lineup, I load up on them in tournaments. So I was saved last week by hedging uh, in tournaments. Didn't, do, didn't fare too well in cash, but had a decent tournament hit or two that negated some of the losses. Still um, not a profitable week. Five and two based on uh, win-loss record in terms of profit up to this point this year. But it definitely negated uh, the pain of what it could have been if I didn't hedge in tournaments. Uh, back to running back. Then I think there's a conundrum that you can have here at the in the 7K range at running back. All, all of them are pretty decent. Um, I really like James Conner this week in a home game against the Browns. We already saw him towards the Browns. I feel like 
that is pretty much on the docket again since Levy and Bell did not show up. We're going to see him have that same target share, that same red zone equity. He's definitely um, in play. Also, Kareem Hunt. The Denver Broncos have been gashed by running backs recently, and Kareem Hunt looks unbelievable the last few weeks. Um, I, I'm, I'm always hesitant to play Kareem Hunt because sometimes he can just absolutely disappear, which is, you know, something that we uh, have have come become accustomed to with him. And then there is uh, blanking on the other guy in that range. Oh, Joe Mixon as well. Um, I think Joe Mixon is a decent play, but I would much rather James Conner and Kareem Hunt. Uh, here's the thing with with uh, cash game construction this week. I think you're either going a few expensive running backs and then trying to fill in with some 4K receivers again. Or if you want to pay up for one of the receivers that's in a really good spot, you can use some of these value running backs like Jalen Richard, P.J. Lindsey, um, Raheem Mostert is 3.8K. is probably going to get a few receptions out of the backfield. And then Marlon Max, iffy to play, so I don't think he's going to be a cash game play for me, but I like pivoting to him in tournaments. Um, maybe that is one of the downsides now that I'm thinking about it, of Andrew Luck. Maybe Mack, they want to get Mack more involved. He steals a touchdown or two. But, like I said, they still threw so much in the red zone last week, despite the fact that Mack was healthy. So I think Luck is pretty safe. Um, but there isn't a ton of value at running back, just those three guys that I mentioned I think I would feel comfortable with, but they are, you could still, you could poke holes in those guys too, it's, Jalen Richard's a thin play, you're relying on six, seven, eight receptions, um, same thing with Mostert, PJ Lindsay, I think, he is the safest of the bunch, but he's also the most expensive, as long as Royce Freeman doesn't play, I wouldn't mind seeing him in your cash game lineups, he's already getting 17, 18 carries, with the uh, few receptions or the work in the passing game that he gets. So if that was the bump up to 15, uh, or excuse me, if he was the bump up from 15 to 20 carries and a couple of catches up to, or a couple of targets up to five, six, seven targets and kind of work as the main back in Denver in in a game where they should be trailing, I could see him going off. I think if you don't use Philip Lindsay and Cash, you should definitely be overweight on him in tournaments. At wide receiver, obviously Brown and Green are the smash plays up top. I don't think we can, or at least I don't think I can get up to them because I'm probably going to be using uh, running backs of that price range. Um, so then I think you can dip down to two guys that are that pretty much have the same ceiling, but uh, maybe not the same floor. Robert Woods and Manny Sanders look pretty good in that wide receiver spot. Uh, but if you are paying up at running back like I am, I'm, I'm actually probably going to try to jam in Gurley, Connor, and Kareem Hunt. If you do that, you definitely need cheaper wide receivers. It's pretty thin there, but I think I found a few. Um, Michael Crabtree has almost double-digit re- targets in every single game this year. He's looked pretty good, and his salary has dropped, probably because of the matchup with the Panthers. Uh, under 5K on DraftKings. I think he is in consideration for cash. Not a guy 
that we normally consider in cash, but I think that he is in play this week based on the fact that he dipped below 5K and has seen double-digit targets often this year. Um, With Amari Cooper departing Oakland, I think we can look at a cheap Jordy Nelson and at a cheap, yes, even Martavis Bryant. Um, I would try to avoid playing Martavis, but if you need a guy under 4K, uh, I wouldn't write him off. Uh, We'll say it. We'll we'll put it like that. Um, But then there's... Two guys that I think really pop off the page is Larry Fitzgerald. Had a rough start to the year, but he's down at 4.4K on DraftKings and has seen eight targets in his last two games. Um, Not a huge ceiling, but in cash, uh, we could look to Larry Fitzgerald. And then also Chris Godwin. Um, There's been some rumors that Deshaun Jackson wants to be traded, is not happy with He's not happy with uh, Jameis Winston. Not that that's going to happen this week and open up a ton of value, but just the fact that um, he's disgruntled makes me think that, uh, you know, he might not be giving out his, his all-out effort, etc. So I think Chris Godwin, seeing a ton of targets, um, has a pretty high floor for sure. He is in play as well. Um, and then at tight end, Uh, If you're paying down, I think the cheapest guy that is viable is C.J. Uzama. The Bucs are terrible against the tight end. Um, He's in play. Vance McDonald, potentially. uh, Browns also struggle against the tight end. So those two guys are guys from the 3K range that I think we can punt with if you don't want to pay up for. Two guys that I think are also cash game viable, and that is David Njoku again this week, as long as we know that he's fully healthy. Um, I think they're going to be trailing early against the Steelers. He could see an uptick in targets, and he has looked really good from the start uh, from the start of Baker Mayfield's tenure. He is targeting him, targeting him a good bunch. Had the touchdown last week to save his day. Njoku, definitely a good play. And then I don't think you're going to have the salary for Jared Cook. Um, but just like Jordy Nelson and Martavis Bryant, he has probably come into two, three, four more targets now that uh, Amari Cooper is in Dallas. So those are, the, those are my tight ends that are in consideration for cash. Really tough this week to give you a core four. Um, and I think it's the first week that I'm not going to have a receiver from my core four. Uh, I'm going to say get Mahomes in your lineup if that's if you can, if you can find the salary. He's going to be my core quarterback. Gurley and James Conner at running back. And then I'm going to say CJ Uzama. Just based on the fact that he's the only tight end right now in Cincinnati and he has 3.5K. We need, we need those 3K guys. So I think with the way roster construction is going, he's probably going to be in my lineup. That'll be my core four for week eight. Hope all your screens are green. Good luck in week eight.